Hey friends, welcome to episode number one of the weekly here at Calvary Bible Church. We are creating a podcast to help connect what happened in our weekend services to your real life lived Monday through Friday. I am here with my co-host, Jay Ewing. It's so good to see you, Thomas. Oh man, it is good to be here. Jay and I are going to host this podcast through the fall, and uh, Jay and I get to be pastors at Calvary Bible Church. We both serve on the Erie campus and love our church, our congregation. That's right, man. We've been together five years now. How crazy is that? Five years. We should have an anniversary date or something. (laughs) We should. Pasta Jays. Definitely Pasta Jays. It's so good. Yeah, we're, we're excited about this podcast. We're thankful you're listening in today on the weekly it's just going to be a podcast to hopefully increase the encouragement you have from the weekend experience to your everyday lived Monday through Friday. So we're going to give some step-by-step action guides, some encouraging ideas for living out what you heard over the weekend, as well as maybe some topics to pray for, because we want to have this season at Calvary just about prayer. We need prayer. We're dependent upon prayer. and uh, We want you to be praying with us because we think it's such a holy and right work. All right, so for all of those people who don't know us, let's introduce ourselves. Let's do kind of some of the nuts and bolts, yeah. and then let's introduce a little bit more about the podcast, what we're hoping to do, and dialogue through it um, this weekend service, and talk about where we're going. Great, man. So a um, little bit about me. I'm from Texas, but have lived on the Front Range for quite a long time now, and just love Erie, Colorado. We moved into the area um, when I got a job at Calvary, and we just love this place. I actually, Thomas, you know this, but you never listen to it. I have another podcast that's about our town. Yeah, I, I know, I'm aware of this podcast. Dads of Erie, which is just a blast. The best friend and I get in the basement and talk about dad life. How, how uh, often do you guys podcast on the Dads of Erie? Uh, in a good season, every other week. In all a right, bad right. season, once a month or how, so. How many podcasts do you have? We're, we're approaching 80. Wow, 80 podcasts. Yeah, about the dad life. Well, thanks for that shameless plug (laughs) by your other podcast. Yeah, totally. But uh, what about you? How long have you been on the Front Range? So I was actually born and raised in Boulder, Colorado, which is a conservative Christian town just right here in the Front Range. You say that at starting point every time, by the way. (laughs) And then I I went to the University of Colorado, which I think is a conservative Christian school. Definitely a very conservative Christian school. You couldn't wear shorts to class. And from there, uh, just really came to know and love Jesus Christ. I, I was raised in a, a home that was uh, oriented towards the faith, loved Jesus. Um, my, both my mom and my dad uh, raised us up and uh, really just came alive in college, um, end of high school, college years. And this is where I just fell in love with the Lord and just saw it modeled for me by so many people. So Yeah, and you're basically a kid of Calvary. Yeah, there, we started coming to Calvary. I can't remember. Um, right around the same time, Tom Shirk was coming to Calvary. Wow. So we got to meet uh, Bob Colbertson, was was the senior pastor before Tom. And then Tom came, and it's been amazing. Yeah, that's pretty incredible that you've been around this place that long. It's good. It's a testament to what Calvary's been about, which is making disciples. Absolutely. And you know, so my wife and I met at the University of Colorado, and we lived in California for a short season and have— now really just put our, down our roots with all of our kids. We have four kids, live in the Erie town, and just love being here in Colorado. Yeah, what are some of your favorite things to do outside of work? I like to pray and read my Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I know you do, but what like what's some of the, yeah, your hobbies? We, it's hard not to take advantage of the front range. So we camp and bike and ski and uh, we went backpacking with the girls for the first time. And it's just been a blast to, to expose our kids to the, what the outdoors are in Colorado. It's just so fun. That's really cool, man. How about you? What do you like to do? You know, we we like to drink coffee at coffee shops, um, read books. We Kristen and I are big collectors of books and read a lot. Um, we love to ski. So the winter season is about here and we're excited for another ski season because it got cut short less last year. Um, we love being outdoors. Kids love riding bikes, like you said. And um, yeah, in the summertime, we love swimming. So we try to find as many places to swim as possible. All right, so many people don't know this about you, but I think you and Kristen um, are the main reason the physical footprint of Barnes & Noble is actually still in business, <laughs> like selling paper They're books. like, you, the people that drive by are like, who? shops there still yeah the ewings that's, that's the ewings. that's us. everyone else is on kindle yeah totally okay so let's talk about the new series that we have forming over this fall and it has a really catchy name that took me by surprise yeah so this fall is actually going to be probably put on calvary's history wall there are certain events and seasons that have will make it to the history of calvary to describe what we were as a church in different seasons and with this covid season we're taking the fall and really driving people to gather in homes or gather with one another online around the weekend services. So we think this podcast is going to help serve uh, that endeavor. And so since we're having this big shift to home groups, we're not even gathering really at the building for services, but we're gathering in smaller groups. We wanted to help connect people with one another, with God's word, and with what God's doing. So we started this new series in this season called New Normal. Now, you can't see it printed in front of you, but new is with a K, K-N-E-W. That's what caught me. Yeah. Visually, it's just like, yeah. wait a minute. You thought you knew what was normal, and that's what we're playing off of. On Sunday, we were talking about uh, the term new normal and just asked, hey, raise your hand if you've heard the term new normal, and everyone kind of raised their hand. And I said, keep your hand raised if you hate the term new normal. Oh, don't we all? And everybody keeps their hand raised. Right. Because it's a terrible idea. It's like, well, we, gotta, we just got to get a new normal. And it's this idea of we got to get back to a place where we can predict everything, where mm-hmm. we can anticipate. And this series is playing off of what you thought you knew was a normal spring, what you thought you knew was going to be a normal summer, what you thought you knew was going to be a normal school year, or even what you thought you knew about church and helping people connect with what God has a bigger vision of, of what the church is. And we started a series in the book of Acts early this year talking about what the church is and really who the church is. And we said this several times through the month of January and February, and we think that maybe now we're ready to really understand it and hear it from our heads and move it to our hearts, which is the church is not a building. It's a body, the body called Christ. Uh, It's not a building. It's a bride, the bride of Christ. The building is not the primary, um, the church, but it is the body that gathers in different forms. Yeah, And so though the the body's gathering in a different form for this short season. That's the church. And so we're going to get back to what is the church and who is the church and what's the church called to do in the in variety of ways that it can gather. Let's just pause there for a second. Let's just think about if you're Jesus in January and you're watching Calvary Bible go through the sermon series, you're like, you have no clue and he, what's coming up. But also, I'm preparing you for something for this new season. Like I was thinking about this last night with home groups. There is no way we would have ever thought this would have been 
um, the new normal in our season. But Jesus did. Nothing is catching him by surprise. You kept saying that early in March and April. Nothing has caught God by surprise. You know, I think that's, that's absolutely right, Jay. And one of the reasons that I love the way we teach here at Calvary, just kind of through biblical texts, is God gets to then set the agenda for what we're going to be teaching and what we're going to be hearing as he knows what he's going to be bringing into our life. Right. So as opposed to trying to figure out, okay, what are all the topics that people need to hear and trying to address those? It says, all right, we're just going to open up the God's word and we're going to ask God to lead his church because it's his through his word. And so as we teach through his word, through his story, through uh, what he has done, then he gets to draw us into these seasons, prepare us for these seasons. And I think you're absolutely right. It was just only God's leading us, preparing us for this next season. Yeah, didn't we even preach on Acts 2.42 before the COVID season? We did. And how crazy is it that that now we have to live like Acts 2.42? So share maybe what is Acts 2.42? Why are we talking about it? So we started back in Acts 2.42 on Sunday, which is, you know, here's this early church. And they've had this seismic shift in their life. Every corner of their life is now fundamentally different because Jesus came, Jesus fulfilled, Jesus died and rose again according to the scriptures, and then has ascended. And lastly, the fulfilled promise of sending the Holy Spirit, pouring out his spirit on God's people, has just caused the world to begin to turn upside down. Right. And so you, you think you're the disciples, the apostles, now all of a sudden you have 3,000 people that have received this message, been baptized, received the Holy Spirit. What do you do? Where do you go? What you thought you knew was a normal Passover, a normal Pentecost, a normal gathering at the temple. What you thought you knew about sacrifice and the forgiveness of sins is fundamentally all different. Yeah, over hundreds of years of tradition and life have changed. Yeah, been transformed. And in short order, you're going to get to 70 AD, even with those unbelieving uh, Jews, there's no temple to go to. Right, And so God is preparing his people for a time to which they will gather um, and devote themselves to something a little bit different. And so here we find the church gathering in homes, as well as they go up to the temple and they gather in the home during the week because they just love each other. And they devote themselves to four things that we looked at. They're not the only things that early church did, but these are foundational things that the church devotes itself to, that it practices, that it invests in. Uh, they, They don't just give a casual glance or attention to it. But it's the, the preaching of God's word. Right. So they devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is you know the gospels now, the letters that we have. It's, it's the scriptures of the Old Testament as they pulled that out into the New Testament teachings. So they devote themselves to God's word. They devote themselves to one another, the fellowship. Yeah. Um, they didn't just have casual relationships. They had deep, devoted relationships with one another. Yeah, just super intentional life with each other. Caring for one another's needs. Um, and then there's an aspect of that devotion to one another that they devote themselves to the breaking of bread with each other, which is the Lord's Supper. And then lastly, they devote themselves to prayer. And uh, this is one, these are key elements to the church in whatever form it gathers. And it's really key to Calvary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've probably said it best, I think, in our own language, that we are devoted to being a biblical community on mission. So those, those four things are encompassed in being a biblical, being a community, one another, and on mission. We're, we're praying for God's will to be done. We're actively seeking his, his will, trying to follow his will. So that kind of encapsulates the early church from the home unto the world. And from there, it gets to this place where at the end, the end of the book of Acts, you see people saying, here's a group of people. 
that have turned the world upside down? And that was the leading question, even opening the book of Acts um, for us as a church was, okay, look at the world in all of its issues that we have today. The biggest, most racially, socioeconomically, geographically diverse group of people on the planet. On planet Earth. On planet Earth is the church. Mm. It's not a building, but it's that body. And so where did that come from? How did that start? And it started from the home. And maybe God's going to birth a new revival from the home here at Calvary. Yeah. I mean, we've been practicing this for 130 plus years at Calvary, these things. But now Jesus is really inviting us to practice them in the square footage of our home together. And that's pretty incredible if you think about it. Just how unique this season is and what the Lord could possibly do. Okay, so for those who are just joining us, listening to this first episode, they have to know that we've been gathering on three campuses now, Boulder, Erie, and Thornton. And we kind of have this online campus where it's kind of the the lobby, the front door to Calvary. Um, But now we're gathering in homes this fall as we anticipate getting plans together to re-enter the building together um, in three locations. But what is the home group? So if someone's hearing about this, what what is that? How is that organized? I mean, how do you even get involved in one? Yeah, so they came out birth out of this idea of what we're going to do for the fall, seeing the commission from the Lord, just feeling that this was the appropriate step in this season. And so home groups are basically individuals at Calvary who um, usually are like Bible, like Sunday school teachers, life group leaders, people that we love, trust, who said, yes, I'll open my home and host a weekend experience where individuals can come, we can watch the sermon together, we can pray together, you can be known, you can have fellowship, that thing in Acts 2.42. And then also be encouraged each week and a place for you to land during the season um, that is Calvary Bible Church. And so we have about 80 plus of those groups now um, over maybe 900 individuals at Calvary who have started to jump into this. We're anticipating more as the seasons grow. As Calvary grows, we're going to be needing to add home groups over this fall. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, a fantastic way in which we can live out this great commission we have from the Lord in a very practical way in America in 2020. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it's not forever, I mean, if the Lord wants that, I guess that's going to be his will. But um, it's a great way in which we can exercise some spiritual muscles or gifts that we haven't used in a while. That's right. And, you know, I really anticipate when this season's over, there's going to be new spiritual muscle about hospitality, of prayer, of dialoguing around the scriptures, building up one another, encouraging one another, caring for one another, that when we step back into the corporate gathering, we're going to be a strong, kind of meaty right. community. Totally. Now, I know you've, you guys have created a huge list of FAQs, frequently asked questions at CalvaryBible.com that people can go to. But just for some clarity's sake, the home group can gather in person at someone's house, can gather virtually. These, these groups are anywhere from, you know, it could be just you and three or four other people up to, I've seen up to 50 right. in one group. Um, one of the clarifying questions is, so... Does someone have to teach these home groups or are they all centered around this weekend message? They're all centered around the weekend message. And um, that's a great question you're asking, Thomas. We help prepare those who are facilitating the questions that we're anticipating from the sermon 
Um, we help them just understand sort of the nuances of what's going to happen in the sermon, some of the language that's used, some of the scriptures, so that we can be prepared um, just for a conversation after you watch the message on the weekend. Okay, so there's one teaching that goes out mm-hmm. every home group, whether it meets in person or online, will watch that message and be able to dialogue around those teachings. Be praying together. Our encouragement is definitely be praying before the message happens. Totally. Every group that waits to pray till the end is going to just have a quick prayer. It's always a quick prayer, isn't it? Uh, yeah, let's pray real someone, quick. Someone pray that's, for what, us. that's what someone will yeah. say, yeah. So before we maybe turn the, mess, the weekend message on, we want to pray together. Pray right. that God would speak to us, open our ears and our eyes to see things, transform us. Um, this is not about the delivery of content, but the transformation of our conduct. We really want these things to be transformational. Right. And then this, then there's this great opportunity for the weekly. So enter podcast. Here's our podcast. So what, what's the podcast doing each week in conjunction with the weekend message? Yeah. You know, have you ever like got in the car, maybe um, got down the road after a Sunday and like wanted to ask a question or have some clarity of like, he said this, but what does that really mean for me? Um, we want the weekly podcast just to be about topics, issues that come out of the weekend experience. And so I would say for my chair, we're going to have all these guests and these so-called experts or um, people who have lived out this topic for a long time. And we really want them and you, if you want to email us at theweekly at calvarybible.com um, to ask questions about how does this really apply to my life and what can I do tomorrow that will shape the future of what I heard on uh, the weekend. So we're looking for increased clarity, clarity, yep. um, for further study. We're looking for a development of of real application. How does someone live this out, even mm-hmm. when it seems really challenging? Uh, opportunity to present maybe additional resources, like what resources cool. did, did people use to prep the message, or what resources could I use to go deeper into this? Um, I'm really excited to host this with you and interview those who were teaching on the weekend to host some of our other staff, um, our youth staff, and even talk to some of our home group leaders, guys and gals that are really living this out, being challenged by it. They're in the trenches really doing this week to week. Yeah, we're going to have some good guests on this show. Oh, totally. And I think it's going to be beneficial also to keep us informed how we can be praying as a church. You know, the message is always shaping us how we're going to live. So prayer is a key ingredient to the weekly in the sense of, how can I pray specifically for what's going on this week in our world? That's good. So as a reminder on that, on that note, um, you're going to be able to share prayer requests with your group members. You're going to be praying for individual things. Um, this will shape our prayer life about these things thematically. But also, as a church, we're, we're devoting ourselves to praying for three things. Uh, I love Calvary as a praying church. We've devoted long seasons to prayers. We've had prayer evenings. We have prayer teams. Uh, we have a prayer chain. But one of the things that we're going to devote ourselves to in this season... Which is, I would encourage you to pause right now, grab a pencil and paper, or get your phone out and get ready for these three things, because these are really important. All right, here are the three things. Do you have your pencil? I do. Okay, it's, write this down. Well, let me sharpen it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be praying for the unity of the church. We know that there are many ways that the enemy wants to divide up God's church so many times uh, in so many different fashions because the disunity of the church goes right against our witness as, as Jesus being the Son of God 
and that the Father loves the world. And so the enemy tries to attack us in our unity, the very thing Jesus prayed for uh, his church, so that our witness um, would be saturated, it would dissolve. So we're praying for the unity of the church through a political season, through this pandemic, through people's different preferences, um, their passions, that he would keep the church, keep Calvary together. We're praying for the witness of the community that we saw as the community devoted themselves in the early church to these things. The Lord delighted to add to their number daily those who were being saved. As the community witnessed a visible church in their neighborhood, they wanted to join the community because they heard what was spoken there. They saw how people loved one another, and they saw the transformation of people's lives. So we're praying that these local home groups would actually be a witness to our community and people would be added to the faith. Yeah, and that the Lord does that work, not us. That's right. The Lord does that work. So the unity of the church, the witness to the community, and then lastly, the intervention for our country. God's divine, merciful intervention to recapture the heart of our country, our country's leaders, that we would love the things of God, that we would follow the Lord. We pray for humility, for gentleness. We just pray that God would divinely enter our country and bring unity in our country. And preserve us as as Americans. Yeah, we're in, continued in in the scriptures to pray for our leaders, and this is the way in which we get to do it this season. All right. So for those who just got their pencil sharpened, these are the three things we're going to pray for: the unity of the church, for the witness of the community, and for the intervention in our country. We're going to devote ourselves to these things and see God move. I always love that we we devote ourselves to these things and then we watch God. We watch God benevolently move on our behalf and do just miraculous things. Yeah, that's a reminder to me to make sure I'm documenting those prayers because in six months, I want to go back and see what the Lord has done in those things. All right. So, All right. And then our next guest for this next week, so as people get prepared for the weekly, um, who, who's coming up this next week? You know, so Pastor Tom is going to be teaching on Sunday from Acts chapter 8, talking about Philip and the Ethiopian. And so you're going to want to open up your Bible, read that story, get acquainted with it as best as possible. That is a great story. Here I we love go. That story. Here, here goes the gospel across the railroad tracks, so oh, to speak. Man. Yeah, totally. It's going to go into Africa, which is just an amazing step. As when Jesus commissioned the disciples, go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Here goes the gospel. And in eight chapters, they're gone. Absolutely. Into the ends of the earth. Into the ends of the earth. There was no committee <laughs> that held them up. So we're going to be bringing on Pastor Tom uh, for next week's podcast. But, Jay, just real quick, how, how would I get connected in a group if I'm wanting to be connected in one of these home groups? Yeah, if you're getting excited about wanting to jump in and participate in what Calvary is doing this fall, you can go to calvarybible.com. The website it's going to look um, completely different than normal so that you can have the best, easiest step into finding a home group and jumping in. Um, you can always reach out to the church, call the office if you're that, you know, not technology savvy, but um, you can go to calvarybible.com. The clicks are there to let us know you want in, you want to participate with us. And we would be happy to get you connected as quick as possible. All right. We're excited for this new endeavor. Yeah. This new season It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I love hanging out with you, man. It's great to have a conversation I can't wait to see what God does through those three prayers. Absolutely. Who knows, right? Who knows? Right, Only so the Lord. Jump into a home group. Be praying for these three things. Devote yourselves to God's word, his fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer. 
And then send in those questions. As you gather as a home group, email theweekly at calvarybible.com, where we'll take the top three or four questions each week, give a little bit more attention to it, further study and application, because we want our lives to be transformed by the Word of God. Yeah, let me leave you with this commissioning from 2 Corinthians 13. The grace of our Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us, be with you all and evermore. See ya. Looking forward to the weekly at calvarybible.com. Looking forward to those questions. Send them in.